Do you ever have a wild side that just wants to pop out and wreak havoc on the world? Listen, while Kristen and I discuss the antidote to the crazy taking over. Welcome to Holy Fuck. Holy Fuck. Holy Fuck. Two gals on the prowl for enlightenment, sex, and all things holy. Holy Fuck. Each week, beauty alchemist and transformational coach and speaker, Catherine McClelland, and spiritual healer and life coach, Krista Kim, discuss navigating spiritual consciousness in a real human body. Stumbling through dating, relationships, and everyday life, all while maintaining a fucking sense of humor. Hey, Krista. Hey, Catherine. What's up? What's up? We're podcasting in place, (laughs) y'all. So if you think our sound doesn't sound quite like it used to, it's because we are going with the flow. We're zooming it, just like the rest of the world is doing now. And I'm so enjoying all of the videos online of everybody's catastrophes on Zoom. And <laughs> I don't know if you've seen any of them, but they're, oh, they're so funny at first, but they actually kind of hurt my heart a little bit to see some of the oopsies that have been made on these Zoom conference calls. <laughs> I had to do a lot of self-forgiveness yesterday as I um, laughed over one of them. Did you? Was it you? It was not me in the video. No, it was like one of these business conference calls where someone starts pooping (laughs) in the middle of the meeting and everybody's on the Zoom call just starting to giggle and they're like, they're covering their eyes. They're, they're, some of them are having to get up and leave the meeting. (laughs) Like, and then the end of it, the person like notices like, all of a sudden that, oh my God, I just did that on the video. And I just, I, my heart literally broke for this person because it's, oh. I know. And at the same time you were laughing, right? I laugh, you know, of course, because we're human. And so the first instinct is to laugh. But then I, then I started almost kind of like getting mad at the people on the call. Cause I'm like, okay, somebody had to take that recording and share it. And I was just like, really? That like, I mean, oh, and they shared it with everybody's faces on it, right? Everybody's faces. Oh. And it's like, this could potentially ruin someone's life. And even if it didn't, if no one else made it ruin the life, the person's life, the amount of embarrassment that that person would have could really, it would be a big journey. And, you know, spirit would have been calling those persons in for some real, every single person in that situation, especially the one who shared it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be some big lessons. And so my lesson is to be, be real present when I'm on my Zoom calls, <laughs> make sure I have clothes on <laughs> from the um, from the waist down as well as from the top up because uh, I've had stories, people have told me stories of where their clients have forgotten that they weren't dressed from the bottom down and they'll stand up to grab a notebook or something and like be in their underwear. So, all right, people, we need to learn how to do this and quick. <laughs> You are at home. There have been some funny things of like kids coming in the room and screaming and all sorts of crazy stuff. I know it is funny. We had a situation last night where we thought we were muted. We were on with like 15 people. Oh, all of a sudden we realized that because we couldn't see the chat function because there was so much going on. And then all of a sudden we realized all these people like you guys are not muted. And we're like, (laughs) The whole world is having to really um, upgrade their systems right now and get on with the new technology. And it's actually, it's really fun. And I'm kind of loving the direction of this. So yeah, have we got a topic for you guys? 
entertainment. Catherine and I are committed to entertaining you guys. Um, we know that there's so much going on in the world and, you know, not that we won't touch on some of those more heavy topics, but, you know, let's have some fun and also connect ourselves back with our spiritual practice and our higher perspective. Yeah. And, you know, maybe even more than that, just stay present to what's going on all the time, every day with each other, with other people and what's needing attention. Mm-hmm. Cause there is some space and time for us to do that. And keeping it light is a blessing right now. Cause there's so much that's right under the surface that could be pretty intense and is pretty intense and beyond the illness aspect, which could be coming for all of us at any moment. Um, and but life still goes on. That's what the, like kind of the lesson. It's like, I was just in this moment, as you're saying, be present. And yes, this is all going on. I'm like, you know, the whole world is out there with the pandemic going on. And I still f- find myself in the same old situations <laughs> that I've been having over the last year. And I'm like, interesting, not even a pandemic can stop me. <laughs> <laughs> it, I know it got you out of the bars, but it didn't change your experience. So like the number one spiritual lesson, no matter where you go, there you are. There you are. (laughs) What's happening in the world, there you are. So however you're handling this, I got in a little Facebook skirmish, which is not my style, um, around somebody challenging me whether um, prayer and love help in the healing process. Mm -hmm. And um, I got a little offended. And uh, it was really a work in process for me to stay. And I didn't for a minute. So I had to come back, mm-hmm. get back into my loving and not be, uh, what's that, what, um, the disparagement, not allow myself to get victimy about right. somebody else trying to shut me up because they wanted to make fun of, you know, the, the quote unquote, what I said was, I do believe in miracles and I will pray for everyone in the ICU. Mm-hmm. whether you believe in it or not. And that was met with a yeah, yeah, yeah kind of thing. And I decided that I had a choice about how I responded, but it took me a few minutes <laughs> to breathe. And I felt like, you know, this is this is a, my life. This is everything I believe in that my spiritual life and caring for people even beyond space and time is a really important thing. And well, I think that's what this is, this pandemic is kind of bringing up. It's for me, it's bringing everybody's true colors and true desires to the surface a little bit quicker than maybe it would have before. Like for me, it's been showing me like what I value, what's most important to me and, uh, and who, who are the people that are most important to me during, you know, times of crisis which yeah. has been surprising for me who those people are. These couple of weeks of um, a lot has happened. And our listeners are going to be so surprised. Are they going to be <laughs> so surprised? I don't even know what the, you know, uh, what the last thing I talked about on here was, but um, <laughs> you know, it's that thing of like, nothing's over until it's over. And, you know, as long as there's a, as long as it's unhealed, it's going to keep coming back, coming back, coming back for another layer. And sometimes it keeps coming back with in different forms and different people. And sometimes the same damn person keeps showing up to be like, are you ready now to heal it? No. Are you ready now? Huh? And I think <laughs> I've been kind of having that experience. So 
over the last couple of weeks, I think I mentioned in one of the past podcasts that Golden Eyes has circled back around to. I think you might have mentioned it. Yeah, and that was very early on in us kind of talking and realizing that there was still a lot of healing to work through. And my experience of him has been so much different. And I realized that, yes, he's made a lot of changes, but it's actually me because I've changed a lot in the last six months where him and I didn't talk or have any communication. So during the six months where I wasn't communicating with him, I've been dating, and obviously then I started moving into dating um, Mr. Right Here, Right Now. And through that relationship, what I realized I was healing with him were the two parts that I was really struggling with, with Golden Eyes. So I have these two very similar archetypes who are in my life. And Golden Eyes and I worked a lot of material together. And then we got to a place where the two things that I needed to heal around, he just couldn't access it and I couldn't go there with him. It just wasn't happening. So we kind of hit a standstill. And that's where we decided to step away from each other. But the thing is, is that I, I'm still not healed in those two areas, right? So what has to happen? Dun, da, 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 Mr. Right Here Right Now shows up. And he has the exact two skills to come in and heal the two places that I was really needing some support with. And, um, and so I've been able to do that with him and come into like a lot of peace and confidence with myself. And so when Golden Eyes circled back around to kind of be like, hey, how are you? And, you know, it's during this crisis. So what happens during crisis? All of the nitpicky things that you used to be upset about just for some reason melt away. It's just not important anymore because what's really important is returning to love. And if someone were to happen to someone, the last thing you would want is for, you know, there not to be peace between the two of you. So I think that for me, that's one way that the pandemic has been serving me spiritually is really clarifying in my life who those people are. And for, say that again. And surprising you. And surprising me because I really did not believe that him and I were going to come back and have any more conversations. So, as so what's he, the one thing, Krista? What's the one thing that you know? You said there. Well, actually, you said there were two. There two. So the one of the things was um, just communication and the way in which, with golden eyes, I wasn't feeling safe to express what I needed. Because whenever I would do that, it would just trigger his wounded child so much that he couldn't hear it. Hey, let me just check back in too. Isn't it sometimes that mostly that also came from your wounded inner child? Absolutely. So, so him and I had our two wounded child the children. And so we've been talking about this concept on um, the Holy Fuck podcast that, you know, you're really in partnership with your partner's wounded child as well as your partner. And I think understanding that concept recently has helped me understand where him and I were. Mm-hmm. And so he's had six months to kind of look at where, you know, he wasn't able to show up for me because he was just so wounded from his childhood. And, and of course I come in and I play the exact mama role that he's struggling with. And he's playing this daddy role that I struggle with. And so we were just at that place where we could not facilitate any more healing between each other. 
And, and I had made a commitment to myself of like, I can't shut. I mean, I had gone silent with him where I could no longer even speak because anything I was going to say was going to cause an argument. So I just went mute. And one day I just woke up. I was like, I can't do that anymore. And he realized that he was literally making me crazy. And so he pulled away out of knowing like, that's not what he wants for me is to make me crazy. So, um, you know, coming in with Mr. Right here right now, I realized I'm not crazy because I could communicate with him and state what I needed. And he just met me with, okay, how can I help you with that? As Because he doesn't have that wounded part that Golden Eyes had. Right. So he could he show up. He has other wounds, right. So, you know, I've worked, it was just like this validation with inside me of like, I'm not crazy. And I truly understood that. And so when Gold and I showed back up around, it's like I was so solid and I'm not crazy. And I actually am a good communicator and I am honest in what I say and I am loving in what I say. And if you can receive me that way, great. And if not, bye-bye. I don't, I can't be in relationship with you. And I think because I was so solid in my healing around that, when he came back in, all of a sudden he didn't have to play that part for me anymore. So he showed up in his, like in a healed version of himself and was able for the first time in two years to have me, I mean, I went through the laundry list and you did this to me and you did that and that really hurt me and you did that. And then it was like, you know, I had had the opportunity to go through like 30 things that I had had bottled up inside. Mm -hmm. And the old him would have been like, yeah, but this or no, you got to heal that about yourself. You know, he would have turned it on me. And this time he just said, yeah, yes, I hear that. Yes. And he kept saying, what can I make, you know, what can I do to make it better? It was like all of a sudden he was showing up like Mr. Right here, right now. And I was like, like, you got, y'all can't see me because you're not on video, but I just did a, a side, a look to the left, a look to the right. <laughs> well, you know, one thing this really brings up, Chris says, is this other, the sort of mystical level of communication and healing and care that you know, is embedded in spiritual psychology. And that's why we don't just call it regular psychology because as healing happens within any of us, it gets transmitted to other people and people heal even the smallest moments of you just taking a moment to send healing to another person can change everything for them or for you or for your relationship with them. So while you and Mr. Right Here Right Now are doing all this healing work, it's actually sending that kind of healing energy back to Golden Eyes. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't feel that same kind of separation and that same kind of, um, what is it? I guess just break between the two of you. Like your heart is obviously softening. And as you said before, that's changing for you. Like when you think of him, you don't have the same, well, ah, la, 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 mm-hmm. while he was still gone. So when he came back, while it was surprising that he arrived, and maybe you want to talk a little bit about how he came back or like how it came to be that you started talking again, um, it wasn't the same. The energy wasn't the same and you could really tell. And so there was with your healing and his healing, this coming together. Right. I just want to really call out that mystical aspect of healing that happens in time, outside of time and in space through us all. 
Yeah, because I've definitely still, even though I wasn't in relationship with Golden Eyes for the last six months, I was still doing healing work around him. So if I'm reading a passage that reminds me of, you know, him, then I go, oh, there's something here to heal. And I keep doing my forgiveness work with him, realizing that if I'm still doing those little, well, you did this, and that means I'm still unhealed around something with him. And, and yes, I went through my laundry list with him of all those things, but that was really just a practice for me in saying it because I had been so silent with him. This was just like, I'm just going to say it all. And you can, and, and because I wasn't trying to get him or keep him or worried about losing him, there was just this like, I'm just going to say it all. And I don't have any attachment to the outcome. Yeah. So what I hear you saying though, Krista, also is this, this aspect of speaking your truth. And we kind of started in a place that was like, hmm, how do we keep the wild thing? from needing to express the wild thing and make our lives dramatic and uncomfortable and blow things up and create all sorts of things that maybe some of us, us both included have done in our lives. Uh, so yeah. So what about that? What about this speaking your truth thing? It's very fascinating. Well, you know, I, I, in the past, I have had this wild side that would um, just have to like bust out and kind of wreak havoc on my life a little bit. And um, I had a friend who was asking me like, you know, because she was struggling with that side of herself that really wanted to like come out and do some things that maybe she wasn't going to be proud of. And she's like, I don't want to be that person, but I don't know what to do with those feelings. And I really resonated with that because, um, you know, before my marriage ended, I remember having that experience of like, oh my God, I just need to like bust out of here or I'm going to go crazy. And when she was talking about that, I was like, wow. Or when she asked me, like, what do you do with that side of yourself? I had this moment of, oh my gosh, I'm no longer hiding any part of myself. I'm not hiding that wild, you know, quote unquote, wild side of me. And I'm not keeping my thoughts silent. I mean, doing this podcast, it's like everything's out there. So I don't have any need anymore to bust out of the box because I'm integrating that woman, that girl, in every moment of my life. So she's just there getting some space. And it's not this feeling of suppression that I used to feel. Yeah. And so is there anything specific that maybe she's been expressing that is... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that you've been sharing that that actually is really expressing your truth, not just a little thing like you hurt my feelings, but like who I am who you right. are is getting expressed and people are getting to make their own choices around that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's no, you know, we haven't been hiding the fact that I've been struggling with like, do I want a long-term relationship? Do I want a polyamorous relationship? You know, Mr. Right here, right now, um, you know, he was supposed to leave out of the country and all of a sudden the pandemic's here. And so now he's stuck. So there's these, everything has just been up and down and changing and like, at a super fast rate. And I've been kind of like on a hamster wheel trying to keep up with, you know, everybody's changes, including my own. And what that kind of all of a sudden left me with was, wow, I had been having a week and a half of conversations with Golden Eyes and I hadn't seen Mr. Right Here Right Now that much or that often enough to have, you know, to tell him that I'd had these conversations with Golden Eyes. So I was having this moment of like, Oh no, I'm, I, I was feeling like somehow out of my integrity that I hadn't told, 
I mean, it was always my intention to tell Mr. Right here, right now that I was talking with golden eyes. That was never something I was going to hide. I just hadn't gotten the chance to do it. And finally, one night I said, I'm like, we need to talk because my life in the last 10 days has gone in a completely different direction and you have no idea what's happening. And it felt really, what? getting complicated. It was getting complicated. And and there was part of me that was kind of irritated that he didn't know how much my life had changed because it was showing me like that there was a disconnect or that we weren't like, how could he not know that I'm spending eight hours a day on FaceTime with Golden Eyes? Well, because he just texts at night like, hey, what's up? <laughs> so I, it almost felt like I was leading this double life of like- You were yeah, I was. So I had these two men. <laughs> it was just funny because one of them likes to dress in all white and one of them dresses in all black. And, and the white, the one that dresses in white wakes up really early in his meditation. So he's like my morning. <laughs> and then <laughs> the other one's my nighttime. Um, but, and I'm fine with that, but I was feeling guilt over not, you know, saying that to Mr. Right here right now. And I had been saying that to Golden Eyes. I was like, look, I'm in a new somewhat relationship. And yes, it's somewhat open, but I'm not open right now to you in that way because we need to just be friends and heal. And if we can have nice conversations and do meditations and stuff together, great. That would feel really good. But I can't go into any romantic place right now because I'm over here. And and he received that well. I don't necessarily know that was what he wanted to hear, but he didn't fight it and seemed okay with it. Um, but then, <laughs> I, Golden Eyes asked, well, you kind of said that that other relationship's open. So what does that mean? And I was like, huh, I actually don't know. And the only way I'm going to know is if I go over and ask. And that's where it got, that's where it got scary. And that's where the old me wanted to like close up and not have the conversation. And what did you want? I mean, it wasn't just what the, the other person was wanting, but also you have to evaluate what did you actually want? Yeah, well, I was starting to have this feeling of like, I was going to have to choose between the two of them. And I didn't feel like I had enough time with Mr. Right here, right now to say, okay, we're, we're over. And I hadn't had, I haven't had enough time with golden eyes to feel like that's solid and changed and healed. So I wasn't in a place to really move forward with one or the other with conviction. And I was still seeing the value in both of them because they access two different sides of me. And so then I started kind of throwing out the joke to my friends and to you, like, I want them both. <laughs> but like, as a, like, literally I was joking when I started saying that like a week ago. And then in, I think in that joking energy, it's like something in the universe opened up a bit like, well, why, why can't I have both, at least for right now? But I got re- really scared scared in that because then it meant I had to go to each person and kind of tiptoe around or ask. And I have to say that I was completely surprised by both of their uh, responses. 
And granted, this just happened last night. So I don't, we haven't had further conversations. I mean, I haven't really had with the, either one of them. So I don't know how this is going to unfold, but the initial response from like Mr. Right here right now, especially because he is okay with an open relationship. He was just like, okay, whatever you need. And like, and I was like, I mean, I was on the bed, like with my, the pillow over my face, wanting to hide, trying to say these words out loud. I was like this ridiculous child. But then when I said it, he just laughed and he's like, okay. He's like, I just want you to be happy. And if that's something that you need to explore, he's like, I get that there's things that I can't fulfill for you, especially right now in this time of transition. So if you can fulfill them with someone else, I was like, I want that for you. And I was like, wow. Okay. And then I was able to go over to golden eyes and say like, Hey, had this conversation and, and he was just like, okay. And so I don't know, it's all very new and I don't know what to do with all the information right now, but the, I guess the point in what we're saying, the whole topic is my old self had to do these wild things in order to express myself and get what I want. And this more conscious, evolved, authentic version of myself is getting better at it just being okay. Like that I'm okay. And I think last night I texted Mr. Right here, right now. And I just said, thank you so much for the way you received that information. And I was like almost crying as I wrote this. I'm like, for the first time in my entire life, I felt like it was okay to be me. Yeah. Yeah. That's really powerful. And I think that's what, Krista, what you're pointing out in all of this is that it's not about knowing what is going to be true for you in any other moment than the moment you're in right now. And the authentic, you were saying the more sort of mature, authentic version of you is simply the less afraid version of you, who's first had to be, you had to be honest with yourself, even though you were like, oh my God. And the, the way to get to that was by joking. Mm-hmm. Like joking with all of us about this. And I'm like, you talked about this months ago, so I'm not sure this is a joke, but we're just going to let this go. <laughs> And then you got to a place where you were willing to actually look at it and then talk with yourself about it. Like, wow, maybe I really, and you still don't know, like you may not actually want two men in your life, but for the moment, and I love how you said that for the moment, I want two men in my life. And, you know, we used to call this dating, right? We used to get to do this with more than one person. And I don't know what's happened to us culturally, but we don't date. We we pick a guy and we go, you know, right. maybe, maybe that's us. And maybe it's a culture we're immersed in right where we live or whatever. But it is my experience that that happens. Even if it's polyamorous, you're still choosing it instead of, I don't know if I'm choosing you. I'm going to stay in this gray area or the field a little bit longer while I choose right. what's good for me instead of diving into something before I know if I actually really, really want it. And I just think it's incredible. It's like, you know, we're doing this thing in this day and age right now anyway, which is living with not knowing what it's going to be tomorrow, not knowing what we're going to be confronted with. Our finances are all like all our thoughts and plans, whoosh, you know. And in that moment, that's when I knew I it was golden eyes that I was wanting to be beside me. It was like, you know, in, when the world is going crazy, He's the one who showed up and was like, how's your family? How's your kids? What can I do for you? Do you need this? Do you need that? Whereas Mr. Right Here Right Now 
was over with his family caretaking and doing what he needed to do over there. And I felt very, um, I was having this feeling of like very alone. And Mr. Right Here Right Now wasn't saying to me like, hey, do you need anything? And, and I realized in that moment, he actually has more of a closed heart or way more of a closed heart. Like he doesn't have his, like really the emotions. And that's probably why it makes it easier for him to do this open relationship thing. That's why he can say, okay, whatever you want. Cause it, it doesn't get to him here, but golden eyes, it gets, he has emotion and he really wants his person. He wants, you know, the relationship, he wants it all. And it's, it's like, was kind of showing me the holes that each one of them have and that the other person was filling the other person's hole in a way. And it was also showing me like, oh, the, their holes are actually the holes I need to fill for myself. Exactly. And, you know, I want to just say one thing because Mr. Here and Now has been super kind and super loving to you mm-hmm. in this process. And so you were saying maybe his heart's closed and maybe it's not. Maybe he's just not got what it takes to give to you because he still has family and a few other things going on in his life that he, are really big for him. He actually so, says, he's like, I don't have that empathy type compat. Like he's like, I don't see it that way. And it, I can tell the way he looks at the world and stuff. He doesn't, he doesn't get sad or depressed. There is like a little disconnect there that, and I was explaining this to Golden Eyes that since Mr. Right Here Right Now doesn't have all the emotions, that's why it was so easy to tell him or to be with him the last couple of months because I had all of this stuff I needed to say and he didn't react to anything I said in a dramatic, passionate way. So that felt really safe to express myself. And I, and I do think, sorry. I Gold do think- is very passionate and emotional and all of that. And so it was harder for him to hear all the things I need to say because it gets into his heart and it, and it hurts. So just an interest, it was just an interesting awareness of I was deeming Mr. Right Here Right Now as more evolved somehow because he wasn't responding to me and, and like he wasn't getting upset over what I was saying. And then I was like, oh, there's actually a little bit of a closure there that helps him to not respond that way. Yeah, because he's not invested in an outcome and he's not looking for you to fulfill anything and you're not, so you're not triggering him. You come, you go, he doesn't care, right? It's like right. you have to together. It's not necessarily true in his whole life that he's that way is all I was trying to say. Like in his, it may be that he has a way that he's pulled back a little from a broken heart so that he's Mm -hmm. himself to the side. And so he won't get in there. And so he can be that way right now. And it's easy to imagine that he has had some things in his life that would make that happen. So I just, I'm just saying, it's, it's not so much that some of us are lacking something. It's just that a certain situation or at a time in our lives were actually not available. So we don't do it. So we just don't have it to give. I have certainly dated people. And I think of myself as having an open heart and really loving where I didn't have that much going on. They could come, they could go. It was like, you know, and yet, you know, with Mr. Delicious, I'm (laughs) so much more uh much more easily connected and also easily um some kind of fear about that too can come up for me all because i actually really want that connection which is what you were saying and you know it's also interesting krista 
that a couple months ago, when there wasn't this sort of big kind of cloud that was hanging over the world and there wasn't this big question about safety and security, it's much easier to be in a place where it's like easy come, easy go, day, day, you know, day in, day out, goodbyes, hello, whatever. And now that there's a little gravitas around life, it's like, oh, actually something's missing. Mm-hmm. And I love that you could feel it. You're like, oh. And here he comes <laughs> back riding in on his horse again. Yeah. And, and, and the conversation right now is about how him and I are family. Mm-hmm. So regardless of whether there's a romantic relationship in the future, that's not what it's about. It's that we are, we have just been that, the, those people for each other for the last couple of years. And, and like family, we fight and we pull away and we go about our business for a little bit and then we make up and we come back. And so it was this understanding between the two of us of like, we're just going to be there and some years maybe we'll be close and other years maybe we won't talk. But if and when there's a, a moment, you know, like this in the world that we are the people that will be there for each other. And that was such a comforting feeling because I was feeling very much alone in the world over the last week, kind of single mom in it and going through life and looking at other people like, oh, they have their partner with them or someone to help them. And I'm having to make all these like stressful decisions by myself. And it, it, I felt very exposed. And I also then was looking at Mr. Right Now like, oh, you're never going to be able to be that person with me. You know, it's not that he won't, but for right now, I was like, you won't be able to be it. So why am I putting that pressure or looking at you to do something that right now you're not capable of doing? When I have somebody else sitting over here going like, can I please do that for you? And I'm turning it down because out of like caring for Mr. Right here right now and not wanting to hurt him. So I was denying myself this person who was showing up to nurture me because I was worried about the other relationship. I'm like, why do I have to choose? Maybe all men would love it if we had two men and it could take the pressure off all of the well, things. That, oh my God, I can't provide all this for you. Could someone else help here? Absolutely. Because I said that to Golden Eyes. It's like, you know, we were talking about all of that and he's like, you know, I don't know if I could provide all of that for you. And so that, that's kind of what made me come back to him and go like, you know, is there a place inside of you that feels almost better talking to me and being around me because you know there's somebody else that is taking exactly. care, you know, some of these other time slots and that free you up to come over and do all the things you want to do. And he's like, I don't know, you know, he's like willing to look at it. But I do think that it took pressure off of both of them away. And it also puts a little pressure on both of them to maintain a certain level of heart and goodness. And because like the, when I told Mr. Right here, right now about golden eyes. He's like, the only thing he's like, I'm fine with it all. He goes, I just care about you and want to make sure that you don't get yourself into another dramatic, you know, situation and that that doesn't, you know, come back and hurt you. And and he said, I bet he's that golden eyes is going to behave a lot better now because he knows I'm sitting over here watching. And I was like, (laughs) oh, (laughs) yeah, you know, there's something about having a little bit of competition that actually really works for men um, incredibly well, you know, and, and they're the I, same ethnic heritage too. So it's like these, <laughs> I mean, it's just bizarre that they're the same ethnicity. Um, yeah. Anyways. It is, it is actually really incredibly beautiful. And I think that um, 
it's very clear that this is exactly here to support you. And can we all look at our lives and say, wow, like if I tell the truth, then the people in my life get to tell the truth about what they're okay with, takes all the pressure of guessing off. And if those people aren't okay, someone else is right around the corner or some other situation or, you know, you've been able to imagine scenarios this year that you never would have imagined yourself because of Mr. Right here right now. Mm-hmm. And now you're being able to wander back into, but wait, do I want those scenarios or do I want something that's a little more stable that I can count on a little bit more and, and poof, the universe provides, you know, a pandemic for you to figure that out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're not making light of this because we think no, we are. it's funny at all. We're just saying, you know, but that this is all here to serve us. Somebody posted somewhere this meme that said something like, feel like, you know, what was it? We've all been sent to our rooms to really think about what we've done to the earth. <laughs> Time out. And I really, like in some ways, I, I can really get that. I can really get behind that. It's like everybody go home and really think about who you're being. Yeah. Right now, life to yourself, to other people, to your families, to everybody. And are we authentically showing up? And, you know, that has, that has actually affected too that... Um, like Golden Eyes and I, our pattern is we we have these blowouts, then we go, we just go, fine, we're done, and we walk away, and then we heal, and then we one of us reaches out, and then we slam right back together and keep going on, and then this, it's like this pattern that's gone over and over and over. And the beauty of um, you know us being all in quarantine right now is that you know I was able to say to him like we have got to do this different. So that means, no, I'm not coming over to your house. No, I'm not going to see you. No, we're not going to have any physical connection right now. What we're going to do is, yes, we're going to FaceTime each other and we're going to keep talking and we're going to keep working through all of this stuff that we've never dedicated. I mean, we've dedicated a lot of time to healing stuff, but the minute we throw the physical back in there, we get lost in it. And then the emotional stuff just keeps getting buried. So this everyone going off into their rooms to figure out what they've done to the earth or done to their lives or done to their partners is kind of like, I feel like what we're going through right now, like this forced separation is also making us like choose a different pattern this time. Cause you know, I said to him, like, if we're ever going to work out in the future, this is the moment to do it differently. Absolutely. And I think, I think that's the lesson of this time in the world and in our lives is what are we doing differently even right now? And, you know, what you and I are talking about is telling the truth. You know how much easier it is to live in your house with lots of people when you're telling them the truth about what you need yeah. and what they need and everybody knows and you make space for each other. We have a calendar on our wall right now about who gets the room to do Zoom in at what time of day because we've got a college student and two people who business and I have podcasts. And so it's up in the hallway and you have to mark off the place and do you need the house quiet or can you make noise or it's, it's quite a thing. It's working. So once we all go back to our normal lives at some point, it's like, which parts of these learnings are we going to carry forward with us? And I think, you know, what we were talking about in the opening of this episode was about like, what's the solution to the the wild side and it's like well what if the solution is 
being honest and open with who you are at all times and not feeling like that wild side has to be something special that comes out, you know, like, of course, like just integrate it into your everyday life and be okay with that. You have that side, but we judge that side. Tell everybody who's in your life, this is who I am. Take it or leave it because that's the only way that you're not going to keep blowing up your life by hiding little bits of parts of you everywhere all over the living room and one under the bed. And, right. you know, and it's like, then you go out to bar, you have a couple drinks now that bars are all going to be open again and God knows how long, but once they are, you know, and, and what's really funny is there's this, this conversation about what's going to happen when we all open our doors and go back outside again, like what's going to happen. And I just love this idea of what if we all come back, from who we are now and don't just step right back into what we were doing Mm -hmm. and fall back into that lockstep of what was happening in our lives that wasn't working and keep being authentic and keep being powerful. Because I tell you, it's such a fun and free feeling right now. Like after I had those conversations yesterday, I was like, whoa, I felt like I had just been let out of a jail sentence. For the first time in my entire life, like these last couple of years have been these like, okay, here's a little piece of who I am, everybody. And here's another little piece. But this felt like a big one that was like, wow, I just said the most scary thing I've ever had to say to two people. And it was just met with like, okay. Now, granted, I think I chose the right people (laughs) to say it. (laughs) I mean, the universe helped and you did it. But I, I do want to remind you that you said it on the podcast first a few months ago. Right. As a big joke, and somewhere in there, I believe the word queen was showing up. I was like, <laughs> what if Krista needs two men? And we still don't know the answer to that because no. what's great is you're just being curious about it. And so the play is happening. There's space to play. And yet both people, everyone has the truth. Mm-hmm. And it might have been with someone else and the other person would have said no. And then someone else would have shown up to fill that spot. So, you know, I, I just think the mystical mystery of it all also needs to just be held in the space too, that you're supported in growing and learning and taking these truths and finding ways to put them in the world and then feeling that massive amount of freedom for who you are. Self-respect, yep. self-honoring, listening. I, there's kind of, I know that there's this little hope in the back of my head that maybe I've healed enough with Mr. Right Here, Right Now that I can bring that back to golden eyes and heal. You know, Obviously, I'm going to work toward healing those two parts with him and that then maybe there's a place and time where I don't need two men because I'm able to like integrate all the things I need with the one person. Yeah, it would make life easier, but we don't know that. And again, it's like, that's, that's your mind telling you what, what's possible or what might happen. And what I'm just really appreciating when we're sitting here today is how free you feel. Yeah. How incredibly, how much energy is moving through you and you know, how, how vital and radiant you are. You all, our audience, I'm sorry, you can't see her, but she's vital and radiant. And that you are really carrying this place of self-honoring, self-empowerment, self-love, self-passion into the world. Then like, ladies, check it out. This is what it looks like. Freedom. And freedom for me probably holds the biggest aspect. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's amazing. The, it's amazing. the antidote to the crazy <laughs> is authenticity, which leads to freedom. You don't have to hide anything about yourself. Then every day is a breakout. Like your fun side, your wild side, your follow the rules side, like all sides are okay. Right. But I, di- I did notice like with my client, there was this thing of she was afraid that if all those sides came out, that her partner wouldn't love her. And I think that's, you know, something to mention because, or, or the, and she was finding like some deep shame around that side of her that would come out. And so the work was getting into where that shame came from. And of course, you know, it came back to like a daddy issue and some, the way she was raised and that type of thing. But it's like looking back into that and you have to go back and heal that part of yourself that's shaming or not forgiving the people or, um, or who's not in acceptance of who you are because you can't ask that of your partner or your loved ones to accept the wild or the crazy if you're not accepting the wild and the crazy. So the journey is an internal one. And, you know, yeah, and that's what we've been talking about with my journey and, and your journey as well of like going back and becoming okay with those sides of ourselves first before asking your partner to, you know, embrace it. Cause she was saying like, Oh, I just want him to love that, you know, enjoy that part of me and everything. I'm like, well, do you? And she's like, no, I get embarrassed. I'm like, well, how can he do something for you that you can't do for yourself? It's so true. We really, really, really want that to happen. And we think that if we get it from the outside, then, and, and sometimes it's true. Like if somebody really accepts us, it feels really good to be in their presence. Yes. I'm appreciating you using the word acceptance because that's what unconditional love is hiding is acceptance. It's like unconditional love means I love you no matter what. I accept all the parts of you and I still love you no matter what. And so we don't give people the ability to do that unless we're actually ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't excuse bad behavior. It does absolutely not excuse bad behavior, but it does give you a chance to stop acting out because somebody still loves the part of you that wants to the part of you that gets her feelings hurt or, you know, wants to be a little crazy, creates some rules around it. <laughs> Who drinks that second bottle of wine? <laughs> or if you're gonna, we're going to go home first before the second. You're like, whatever it is, whatever you guys want together. So it's just an opportunity to work together and to really accept each other and find that. And I just see such self-acceptance from you. And then while it's still really tense and sort of embarrassing on some level Mm -hmm. to say it out loud, you just broke through something very huge and asked for what you want. And it's, it's beautiful. And I'm just, I feel so loved by these two people. Yeah. And it's like, because they're loving me through those kind of dark bits of myself or what I was deeming as dark bits. And they're looking at them like, okay. And I was like, really? You're just going to like love me anyways? <sighs> freedom. It is freedom. So on that note, congratulations on your freedom choices <laughs> and, and on, on your authenticity and you. loving and respecting of these men to tell them the truth, mm-hmm. to know that that's a really key, important part of partnership. Mm-hmm. And um, thank you for everyone who's been listening today. I hope you'll get some inspiration from this amazing time we've had together and a little lightness from our pandemic. (laughs) And take Um, care of yourselves. Take care of each other. We love you. And 
Spread the love. Bye, y'all.